in the name of Jesus. Okay, let's roll over to First Peter. We are going to continue our study on first the book of First Peter. And like we said, that um, every year we'll endeavor to we'll endeavor to uh, to uh, to study one book of the Bible, especially the epistles. Okay. Last year we studied the book of Colossians. This year we are looking at the book of First Peter. Who knows? Maybe before the year runs out, we will uh, study another book. But while we are here, let's continue from where we stopped last. Praise God. The background. Let's look at the background of the book of First Peter again. Peter wrote this book to Christians, both Jewish and non-Jewish Christians alike. And he wrote it at the time that the church was going through a lot of persecution. In fact, Peter himself was retired eventually. And by being hung upside down until he died. So that was what was going on. It was a difficult time for the church. Amen. It was a difficult time for the church. It was a difficult time for the Christians because they were being persecuted for their faith. And so Peter wrote this, this book to assure them, to get them in line, to get their mindsets straight so that they will not Power or give up or caving under the heavy persecutions that they were going through. And we see this is also very encouraging for us Christians because Jesus said, In this world, we are going to face a lot of difficult times. Paul himself also. Uh, told Timothy in, 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 in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, he said, This know also that in the last days difficult times shall come. Now, of course, that is not to stare us, it is to warn us ahead. Also, so that by the time we begin to see some of these difficult situations, difficult times, you know, not necessarily because of our making, you know, because as a Christian, you are not in control of everything in time. You are not in control of the decisions that men make sometimes on our behalf. You know, you are not, there are people who will spite us, who will persecute us because of our faith. People who want to take advantage of us because of our faith. The devil is also there, you know, to mount pressure, mount pressure for us to deny the faith, mount pressure for us to commit compromises, mount pressure, you know, of us 
on various fronts. What's the what's the what's what's his goal? The goal is for us to 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 bow down, right? It's for us to be defeated. It's for the the goal is so that we'll not be able to amount to the plan and the purpose of both our lives. Hallelujah. The, the, the goal is that is for us to 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 to, to withdraw from our faith walk. Jesus, when he was teaching about our prayer, he said concerning when we are in the story of the unjust judge and the woman, Jesus said that nevertheless, when the Son of Man shall come to you, will he still find faith? In other words, will he still find people who will be persistent in their faith? So there's always and what's the lesson for us believers to learn here is that see, your you you we the Bible says that let he that thinks take stand uh, thinks he stands, let him take heed lest he falls. Okay, we want to Peter make them to realize that hey, what they were going through was not anything that is new, but the approach from which he brought it up was to compare what was going on in their lives, okay? Compared, comparing it to the eternal salvation that they have received. Paul said something like this, you know, uh, in, in external Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, in verse 11, he said, For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, so that the life also of Jesus will be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Do you see that? Then, uh, 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 Verse 15, he said, For which cause we faint not, even though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What was he talking about there? He was talking about what was it? What did he refer to as light afflictions? They were up. It's challenges, the difficulties that they faced. Okay. Said they were always being delivered unto death. Said that they were but for a moment compared to the, the exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's the reason why we do not look at the things that are seen, which means this those challenges. So Paul was trying to let the Christian know that this is the way you should approach difficulties because of your faith, you know. So, you know, sometimes you, because of your faith, you would not want to engage in some things, even though they may, they may be temporarily profitable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, but he says that we, we these things are, are, they are temporary, subject to change. 
but the things which are not seen are eternal. In other words, the weight of glory that God has in store for us is eternal. It cannot be compared to that thing which is just temporary. So this was the situation that this, this, these Christians were in in Peter's day, and he began to teach them. Hallelujah. And comparing, getting them to, to remember what they had come into through the salvation experience. Praise the Lord. He says to them that the Lord has given us, he has given, give, given birth to us unto a lively, or, or unto an inheritance that is incorruptible, that is undefiled. Of course, you know, I told you what this meant. This had to do with uh, the new body, the resurrection experience that we are looking forward to is our lively hope. It's our living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus. That if Jesus rose from the dead, we too are going to be risen from the dead. Men may kill this body. Jesus said that don't be afraid of those that will kill this body. But he said, he said be afraid of him that can, that can kill both the body and, and then also cast both the body and the spirit into hell. Amen. The Bible says that the fear of man is a trap. The fear of man is a trap. So he was telling them that come, what you have is far, 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 far more. It is much more glorious, much more weighty. And the hope that you have is much more weighty than is weightier. It's so important that you cannot afford to let the temporary situations that you have found yourself rob you of it. Hallelujah. So we, 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 we looked at this. And then today, let's, let's look at a few things. Okay, some certain facts from verse 16 to the end to verse 25. I want to bring out some certain facts about the new creation, okay, that Peter wanted them all to see. Praise God. He wanted them to see it so that they were able to walk in the reality of it. And irrespective of whatever the devil throws at them. And so with this mindset, it will enable you to, to walk the, the way of holiness, the way of the new creation. Amen. In verse 16, he said, it is written, be holy, for I am holy. In other words, he's saying that live a holy life. Live a life that is pleasing unto God. Yes, holiness is something that we have inherited by, by virtue of the fact that we are new creations. Amen. However, the practice of holiness, right? The reason why we can practice holiness is because that is who we are. Amen. So he is talking about the practice of holiness. The practice of holy living. 
the Christian has been enjoined to live a holy life. A life, what is holiness? Holiness is something that has been separated for a special use. Okay? So in other words, it's telling us that we should live our lives like those that have been separated, set apart for God. Set apart for God and that we carry God on the inside of us. Glory to God. So he said, why should, can we live holy lives? Number one, verse 17 says, and if you call on the Father, that is, since you call on the Father, who without respect of person judges according to every man's purpose, pass the time of your sojourning here with fear. Something caught my attention again while looking at this verse of scripture. It says we should pass the time of our sojourning here with reverence. Let me read it from uh, uh, the message translation. He said, you call out to God for help and he helps. He's a good father. But don't forget he's also a responsible father and we won't let you leave. He won't let you get by with sloppy living. Your life is a journey you must travel with a deep consciousness of God. Your life, our life is actually a journey here. Praise God. We must see ourselves, you know what? I was listening to a man of God who said, he went to visit another preacher, man of God, who was very well, well to do and very comfortable. So, and he said, he, he went to visit the man in his home. And um, from his observations, he now asked this man of God, he said, are you sure you want to live with the way you're living? Are you sure you, you want to leave this earth? Doesn't look as if you're even living as if this earth is temporary, you know? Irrespective of how long we live, we must always live with eternity in view. We must always have an eternal perspective to our Christian living. Amen. So he said that we must live with a deep consciousness of God because we are joining through life. Yeah, many people don't like to, 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 to hear that, but it's the truth in scripture. He says that you are journey, he said your life is a journey and you must travel with a deep consciousness of God. Glory to God. Amen. Now in verse 8, he said, why? He said, because as, for as much as you know, that you are not redeemed with corruptible things. Amen. So number one fact, child of God, you are not redeemed with a corruptible thing. That is, uh, corruptible there means something uh, that will lose value. Okay? 
something that will lose value eventually. He said, you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by tradition from your fathers. In other words, the redemption that you have, what does it mean to redeem? To redeem means uh, to pay, to get back something by paying a ransom. So you are not ransomed by something with something that is or that will that is that has eternal that uh, uh, that does that that loses value or that can lose value. Amen. Silver and gold can lose value. Yes, that's very clear. They lose value every. They, I mean, their values can fluctuate. Praise God. Praise God. Now, what's the significance of that? It tells me your worth. Peter is trying to bring the new, the, the, these Christians who are under persecution, he's trying to show them their true worth. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you can be in the presence of some people and they want to make you feel inferior. Sometimes you look at yourself, you're like, hey, I, I should have been more than this. You know, oh, maybe you feel you are underachieving. Oh, maybe you feel, oh, you don't have this, you don't have that. But listen to me, your life as a Christian, you are of much more value than any of these things that you are considering. Oh, does it, is it good to have them? Yes. Hallelujah. But our priorities must be well laid. Those things are not, they are not the things that determine who you are in the sight of our God. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, look at this reader. He says, what were you? Redeemed with, you are redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. The precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish, you are delivered, rather, you are redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. Now, so what's the second fact? The second fact, the first fact is that you are not redeemed by some with something that was that, that loses value. Two, you are redeemed with the, with the, with the, with the precious blood of Christ, whose that whose value far outweighs anything else. Why? Because it has to do with your soul. Hallelujah! It has to do with your soul. Glory to God! I've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. The blood that speaks better things than that of Abel. The blood that speaks better things than that of animals. It's the blood of Jesus. It's precious. You know something that is precious is something that has, that is of great value. You are not redeemed by something that loses value. The blood of Jesus, therefore, what is Peter saying? Peter is saying that don't let anything allow the blood of Jesus Christ to lose its value 
in your sight. Amen. You know, some Christians, you, you, you hear them under pressure. You hear them just say some things. You know, well, I'm a Christian, I guess, so what? Uh, you know, fact, unbeliever is even better than I am. Ah, that's it. That's it. What's happening? You are losing sight. The blood of Jesus is losing its value before you. Praise God. So two things we have said. One, you are not redeemed by corruptible things, things that lose value. Two, you are redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Let's read verse 21. He said, by whom, who by him do believe in God? That is, we, by Jesus Christ, we believe in God that raised Jesus up from the dead and gave him glory. Why? So that your faith and hope might be in God. Mm. Bible says, let me read it from uh, 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 the, the Living Bible Trans. Uh, let's read it from this uh, glory to God verse. Uh, yeah, yeah. I read from the message and the New Living. It says, it is because of this sacrifice, Messiah, whom God then raised from the dead and glorified, that you trust God, that you know you have a future in God. We have, remember, he was trying to tell them that irrespective of what you are going through right now, there's a future. Don't just live for the now. Amen. Don't just live for the now. There's a future. In glory. And that was the reason why Jesus was raised from the dead. That's why it's called first, the first begotten from the dead. That as Jesus was raised up, we now have our trust and expectation in God that someday we will be raised up. Today, earlier today, I went for a, a friend's uh, daughter's burial. And uh, the, our consolation was that, hey, she has gone ahead of us into our future. Amen. And that's what Peter is talking about here. That we have our future. Our, he said, when someone says, uh, what does that put food on your table? You, Peter is saying that don't just think about food on your table. Life is not all about just food on your table. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at what Peter Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Peter, First Corinthians chapter 15. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. He said in verse 14, or verse 13, for if there is no resurrection of the dead, it's our living hope, then Christ is not risen. Peter says, Christ is risen. And he has been glorified. 
so that our hope might be God. Let's read on. He said, if Christ is not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yes, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up. If so be, the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. If Christ is not raised, your faith is vain. You are yet in your sins. Then those which are falling asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now, Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Glory to God. Did you see that? So, Paul, Paul says here that the resurrection of Jesus is the anchor of our hope. Glory to God. Is the anchor of our hope of that eternal inheritance uh, kept in heaven uh, for us who are kept by the power of God, 1 Peter 1 5, ready to be revealed when that time comes. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So Jesus uh, was raised, fact number three Jesus was raised up from the dead and was glorified to. And this gave us, or uh, this gave us a future to look forward to in God. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. This gave us. This is what gives us a future to look forward to in God. Child of God, the Bible says in First Timothy chapter six verse seventeen. It says, charge them that are rich in this world not to be high-minded, not to trust in the rich, in riches, but in the living God who gives us all things richly to enjoy. So he gives us all things richly to enjoy. He gives us things physical to enjoy. Hallelujah. So whatever we have comes from him. But listen, those things are, are temporary. But we have an eternal weight of glory. Amen. A future to look forward to. Paul said that in this body we are groaning, waiting for them for, 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 for us to put on you know the new body. Hallelujah. Our spirit man has been has been has been has been redeemed, but our body has not yet been fully has not yet been redeemed. Is still mortal. But you know what? Mortality is going to be swallowed up by immortality someday. Ooh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that's fact number four. Fact number, fact number four says, it says, seen in verse 22, seeing that you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Mm. What is the fact he's saying here? Number one, he's fact number four here. Oh, yeah, fact number four here is that 
your souls have been purified and so you can walk in love. Now, in the midst of these challenges, in the midst of these difficulties, in the midst of, you know, whatever it is that we may be facing, the Bible tells us that let's not forget that we must, the love walk, we must always continue in our love walk. You know, at trying difficult times, one of the things that happens to a lot of people is that they, they withdraw to themselves. Survival of the fittest kind of thing. Amen. Let me take care of myself first. Amen. But you see, Peter is saying, no, no. Under those conditions, that's not how to live. We must always remember that because we have submitted ourselves to obey the truth, our souls have been purified so that we can walk in love. We must maintain our love walk. Hallelujah. We must maintain our love walk. We must maintain our love walk. Yes, because our souls have been purified to love. Glory to God. 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 The, the, the message transition says you are cleansed from your sins when you obey the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. The new creation has been called to walk in love. Amen. Someone says, well, remember where we started from in verse 7, 16. It says, be holy as I am holy. Walk in holiness. Walking in holiness is walking in the love, is, the, is walking in the divine nature of God which is walking in the love walk. Child of God, anyone that walks in love walker will fulfill the laws of God. Will sure walk in holiness of character. Amen. So we are told, we are encouraged that irrespective of how difficult things are, always leave room for the brethren. He said, love each other with it. Deep love, sincere love, deep love, one that shows a genuine concern for one another. Why? The next verse tells us why we can do that. Because we have been born from above, not of a corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible. What does that? It means, listen, child of God, you, this is what gives you the capacity to be able to walk in love deeply with the brethren. Hallelujah. Yeah. To walk in love. Why? Because you have been born again. To be born again means to be born from above, means to be born of God. Hallelujah. Because you have been born again, not of something that is, that, that, that would diminish in value, not of something that is temporary, not a song, something that is subject to death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
He says, you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Amen. You, you have the capacity to walk in love because you have an unending life. Amen. The love of God will transcend whatever situations you are facing. You, in the midst of it, you, are, you can still walk in love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Listen, why? The world can't love us like we will do ourselves. Christians are the ones who hold on, hold each other. That's why you find that in many of the prayers that we see in the epistles, they were prayer for saints. How much do we pray for saints? How much do we love on the brethren? How much do we check out on ourselves? How much do we help ourselves? Amen. Oh, glory to God. Are you born again? You can't run away from the love war. No, you can't. No, you can't. It's too late. Because the nature that you have is the love nature. Praise God. That's facts number five. You have the, 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 the capacity to walk in the love, God kind of love. Amen. So in times of difficulties, we, what are we meant to do? We are, we are meant to walk in love towards one another, to protect one another. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, you are born again by the word of God, which lives, which abides forever. The word of God, which abides forever. That's why you can walk in love continually. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. In verse 24, it says, for all flesh is grass. And all the glory of man as a flower of the grass, the grass withers, withers and the flower thereof falls away. What does it mean? Comparing it with the word of God. Say you are born again by the word of God. You are born by God's word. Okay? Let me read it from this translation. It says, you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. That's a message translation. It says your new life will last forever. Because it comes from the eternal, from the living word of God. Remember, he gives us instruction to love each other deeply with all of our hearts. Why? Because we have been born again. But not to a life that will quickly end. Now, in explaining verse 24, you've got to understand, we've got to look at, Verse 23 to 25 altogether. The word of God will outlast every other thing on earth. And that's the word that gave by that word. That's the seed that is on the inside of you. The seed of the word of God. So, so it can outlast persecutions. It can outlast difficulties. It can outlast malice. It can outlast evil. Amen. All those other things, are, they are 
they are from falling man. And what is falling man? Man is like grass of the field. Today is beautiful, tomorrow is no more. Hallelujah. Which means that the love of God will transcend and will outlive and outshine whatever, whatever else anybody may throw at you. Glory to God. Amen. No wonder if 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8, he says, love never fails. Child of God, love never fails. Do you have the capacity to walk in that kind of love? Yes. Why? Because you have been born again by an, an, an unending, uh, 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 or uh, by uh, an incorruptible seed of the word of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The word of God remains forever. Tell yourself the word of God remains forever. And so the word of God is working in my life. I can walk in love irrespective of the temptations and the troubles and trials that I face. I'll remain in love. Glory to God. Listen. The, the, the love walk, the love walk, therefore, is something that um, preserves us if it will outlive. I don't know where you can look up. Amen. The love of God will outlast anything. Jesus Christ, when he was on earth, when he was on the cross, the Bible tells us that when he was raised up, when they nailed him to the cross, one of the things he did, amen, the Bible said, he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus walked in love. Men killed him, but he did not on the cross stop loving man. And you know what happened? Love outlasted all the evil that was done to him. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. The love work outlasted everything else. Now, you see, walking in love can make you look as if you are weak, but it's not. Believe the word of God. The word of God says that if we have been born again by the word of the Lord that remains forever. Oh, come on. When on all else go, everything else goes, you will still be standing when you are walking in love. Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you'll still be standing where you are walking in love. That's the reason why it now flows over into verse two, uh, chapter two. It says, wherefore, amen. So Peter deals a lot with practical, our practical, the practical side of our Christian living. Amen. But he has given us the foundation of who we are. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. He said, wherefore, lay aside all malice, all deceits, hypocrisies, envy, evil speakings. Amen. These, why did Paul, sorry, I, said, I kept saying, I keep saying Paul. Why did Peter say this? Because when we are under pressure, we can fall for some of these things and not walk in love. You can't have malice against yourself. 
Amen. Hallelujah. You can't act in hypocrisy against yourself. You can't act in envy against yourself. You can't act in evil speaking against yourself. So obviously it's referring to the believer's love walk. The believer's walk relationship with others. When you are under pressure, amen, the believer, the devil want to tempt us with these kind of things. Amen. We will be tempted to speak evil of people. We will be spent, tempted to envy others who seem to be doing well or doing better than us in our own personal estimations. Who seem to be getting along well with, even with, with wronger actions. Hallelujah. What we, 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 where we walk in malice towards people who have wronged us. Even where they have wronged us, they, they actually wronged us. But the Bible says that we have been born again by the word of God that abides forever, which will outlast any of these things which will outshine any of these things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, you don't have to walk in malice. You don't have to walk. You don't have to walk in evil speakings. Others may be doing it, but you don't have to. Praise God. You know, we live in a world where people thrive by pulling others down. Look at how it's, how it's going on in politics right now. You know, people are bringing out the dirty linens of other politicians so that they can gain advantage. You know, <laughs> You know, they are bringing out, you know, all kinds of things, both true and they are maligning themselves, speaking evil against themselves so that they can what? They can gain advantage. That's the world's way. That's the world's way, but that's not God's way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in verse, in, in, in chapter two, it says, wherefore, laying aside all malice, deceits, Hypocrisies, envy, evil speaking. Lay it aside. Tell yourself, I lay it aside. Hallelujah. I lay these things aside. Now, when he says lay it aside, it means that you, you actually have control. It means that you can't just say, well, I can't help it. No, you can't. It tells you to lay it aside. Why? Because you've got the new creation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You've got the new creation. It's not about how you feel. Amen. It's about who you are. Glory to God. We act out who we are, not how we feel. When we act out how we feel, we are submitting. It means that we are not submitting ourselves to the nature of God on the inside of us. It's not just about how we feel. Praise God. If we make a definite decision, I lay this aside. You know, someone, a, 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 a friend came and shared with me something that happened in another ministry to a man of God, a very dear man of God, you know, and a perceived error the person made. You know, I was really pained about it. But you know what? I just decided that naturally, I mean, naturally, I would have. Maybe I would have told one or two, I would have shared it with one or two people, maybe even with my wife, but I decided, I said, no, I will, this particular incident, I will not, 
It's, I will not talk about it. I won't gossip about it. I won't share with anybody. I, it will die unborn in my heart. Hallelujah. Because it was not a good news. Amen. One day I was almost going to open my mouth and tell my wife, I said, no, 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 no. I won't. I won't. I won't because it's going to be painting this person in a bad light. Praise God. Praise God. So we've got to make those decisions because we are living, we, we, are, we, are, we ought to be living examples. Remember he said, be holy even as I am holy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, wherefore lay aside all malice, all guile, hypocrisies, envies, and all evil speakings. Like newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of which word? The word that got you born again. Amen. Said the word which by the gospel was preached unto you. That word that lives and abides forever. He says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Since you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Praise God. One of the things that, that difficult times bring to us is it can, we can get so carried away by them that we do not focus on the word of God again. He says that Peter was telling them that, hey, guys, no matter what we're going through, never let your appetite for the word of God diminish. Yeah. Never let your appetite for God's word diminish. Like newborn babies. You know, you know the way newborns, a newborn child craves for food. When it's time for the child to eat, you know, when it's time for the child to eat, you, you, you've got to feed that child. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, and they, they can want the food at any time. Once they grab their mother's breast, they are sucking and sucking and sucking and sucking away. You know, so as newborn babes, desire it. Desire it. Is your desire still like that of a newborn baby? Let's ask ourselves the question. Is my desire still like the newborn baby? Praise God. Let me take some water, please. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is your desire still like the way it was when you first got born again? Remember, the word is our sustainer. Said that we may grow. So which means that even under persecution, under difficult challenges, amen, 
the Christian is still expected to grow. You know, you see, as a pastor over the years, I've heard many people, maybe who once were fervent and they are no longer fervent. Maybe they didn't come to church. And you now ask them, oh, why did you, why haven't you been in church? You say, oh, pastor, I've been going through a lot. You know, I've been going through a lot of difficulties. And that's the reason why you're not in church. <laughs> no. The Bible expects that under every circumstance, amen, you are still growing. You are putting your spiritual growth, amen, as a priority. Amen. Whatever it is you are dealing with, you must not stop growing as a believer. Amen. So question, let me, let me ask you. Let's be sincere with ourselves, you know. Let's be sincere with ourselves. Have you, how much have you grown in the last one year as a believer? How much have you grown as a believer? How much have you grown in your work with God? How much have you grown in God's word? Are you excited about God's word? Are you excited to learn God's word? Are you excited to study God's word? Are you excited to read? Are you excited to meditate? Are you excited? Are you excited to, to, to be the place where God's word is being taught? Amen. It says, like newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You have already tasted. So don't leave. I mean, don't stay with what with with the tester session. He says you've got to grow. Go ahead. Move beyond that. Move beyond, beyond that baby stage, that tester stage. There's still more. Hallelujah. So Peter was telling his church, this church, uh, the Christians, uh, under this heavy persecution, he's saying that it should not stop you from growing. It should not stop you from growing spiritually. The conditions of Nigeria should not stop you from growing spiritually. Your financial situation should not stop you from growing spiritually. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Your, your, your physical or health situation should not stop you from growing spiritually. Amen. Your unemployment should not stop you from growing spiritually. Whatever it is. Oh, that you are not yet married should not make you not to grow spiritually. We must not put any excuse before us. Even though I'm a very busy person, it should not stop me from growing spiritually. Hallelujah. You must place premium on your spiritual growth. You must place premium on your spiritual growth. Oh, very important. You must place premium on your spiritual growth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be, or since you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. To whom coming as unto a living stone is allowed indeed. Let me stop here because from verse 4, Paul Peter begins to talk about some other things, bringing Christ to the fore. And we, 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 if I, won't, I want us to delve into that today. From verse 4, we'll continue from next week. We start to look at verse 4 down to, uh, 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 to verse 12, from verse 4, 4 to 12. But today, what are the things that we have learned that I want us to that I, that I want us to remember? Number one, these facts that you must that must be that must be at home in you. Hallelujah! That you have been redeemed, not by something that loses value. Don't compare your salvation to anything physical. Because anything physical comes by something came by through by by through something that that can lose value, but you are redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ that has eternal value. So 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 your salvation is eternal. What you have received is eternal. Your soul is eternal. The nature of God that is inside of you is eternal. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so it's the precious blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus must never lose value before you. Amen. We also said that Jesus was raised up and given glory so that we too, we can also look forward to that future that we have in God. These things, Paul is, oh boy, <laughs> Peter, Peter saying, Peter is sharing these things uh, with the saints uh, so that the saints can live their life, you know, above these things that are below. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how, no matter how wonderful those things are. They are still below. There's still a life. There's a higher life in God. Amen. There's a higher life in God. Listen, the price for this one has been paid. Amen. But you have to keep paying prices for this ones. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we also saw that because of this new life that you have, you can walk in love. You have the capacity to walk in love. Never let the situations of your life stop you or prevent you from walking in love. Walking in love towards the brethren. He says, have deep love for yourselves. Amen. Do you feel a sense of deep love among the brethren? Do you make people feel deeply loved? How is my heart towards the brethren? 
how is my heart towards the brethren is upholding them? How, 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 how do you, how, uh, how glad am I to see them do well? Praise God. How glad. You know, I was talking with my daughter, Oluwatishi, uh, earlier today, and uh, we got we got talking about, um, she, I think she asked after a friend of mine or something, and oh, and I said, oh, this person, oh, this person is really doing, doing well, and I'm really so glad. He said, oh, daddy, is it not you? I know, you, you're always very, very glad. You're always glad to see you know, your friends do well. You know, I, I, when she made that statement, I was like, wow, okay. Oh, that's a good testimony <laughs> coming from my daughter. You know, that she's watched and seen me, you know, exhibit that over, over time. Hallelujah. Have deep love for yourselves. You know, you know when we when we love one another, we are not we are not afraid that somebody is even doing better than us. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're not. Now let me let me let, 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 let me throw something here. How do you feel? Okay, how do you feel the the Christians who are under persecution in the north, in the northern part of Nigeria? How, how do you feel they are feeling? How, how, do, how do you feel they are doing? Amen. A lot of the privileges that you and I enjoy here in Lagos, many of them don't. They've had their houses destroyed times without number. Some of them are even living in ITP camps as we speak at their sins. Amen. Oh, is it that they are not claiming the promises of God? No. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 When brass comes to tax, it's the nature on the inside of us that matters. Praise God. As we, 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 and that's why we've got to learn these things now. The love walk. So you've got the capacity. We also said, so that we were born from above an incorruptible seed, the word of God. Everything else will come to an end, but God's word will definitely not come to an end. The word of God on the inside of us, which gave birth to us, has an everlasting capacity. Praise God. Hallelujah. It will outlast anything else that we see in this world. So he said, because of this knowledge, we therefore should walk in love, not walk in envy, not walk in malice, not walk in hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, you know, because you are trying to curry favor. Hypocrisy, because you are trying to, you are not walking in your nature, you are showing another part of, you know, something that is, that is so, so optimal to your nature, you know. Praise God. He said, don't, don't engage in evil speaking. Don't engage in in, in, in deceits. Amen. Hallelujah. Stay there. Listen. Let me close with this statement. The Christian is an overcomer any which way the pendulum swings. 
white, says, all flesh is as grass. All the glory of a man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower thereof falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. This is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. I pray that the Lord will open your eyes, open my eyes to see these things. Amen. And so that we can walk the way he wants us to walk. Pleasing our Father, living our lives to please our Father alone, irrespective of whatever it is we face. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Tonight we exalt your name.